Welcome, Fivers, to another episode of High Five, the podcast, a movie podcast for people who like other stuff, too. On this week's episode, your hosts Q and Jay dive into some of their favorite movies and hopefully talk about some of your favorites, too. Feel free to yell at your speakers when we ignore your favorites, or you could just tweet at us with your choices, like an adult. Now, let's join Q and Jay in the writer's room as they dive in. Fair warning. This podcast may contain spoilers for movies that came out 20 years ago, but at this point, that's really your fault. And now, on with the show. Go for the queue. Queue? What? Wait, did you just say go for the queue? Yeah, that's my new thing now. I'm gonna just start. <laughs> anytime I answer the phone, I'm just gonna say go for the queue. But like, like go for, like gopher, comma the queue. Like your no, name like, is gopher. No, like you're, like you're go for the queue. It like sounds you're like you're saying gopher, comma the queue. Does it? Yeah. Should I you say shouldn't. you? Stop, 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 stop. Uh, there was a reason I called you. Okay. Q, I'm in a fucking coffin. Yeah. I I know. Why am I in a... Okay. First off, not a great way to wake up in a box with... Uh, it, you sure. Know, for some reason, in a full-on dress. Hey. That's beside the point. Hey, if you tilt your head to the right, though, look, I left you, I left you a sippy cup. It's got a straw. I saw the sippy cup. It's empty. It is. I didn't. I. That's actually where I'm. I'm on my way now to go get some drink for it. But then I realized that you're already buried, so it doesn't matter. Okay. So instead, I'm just gonna go grab lunch. Why am I buried? Well, because you said you wanted to do an episode where we talk about movies that take place in one location, and I yeah. know one of your favorite movies is Buried with Ryan Reynolds. So I well, figured, favorite. I, I mean, favorite's debatable. But beside the point. I figured what better way to help you get in the mode for the episode. What? The mode for the episode. You like that one too? That'd be a funny one to start saying. Why the mode for the episode. Happening and I, to me. I just put you in the coffin. But it's just, I, it's a, it is a recreation of the set. Are you impressed that Buried took place in? I mean, it looks just like it. Are, are you calling me from a car? Yeah. Well, like I told you, I left to go get some juice, but then I realized that's dumb because you're already buried. So now I'm going to meet Haley at Snake and Shake. Uh, okay, Q, have mm -hmm. you seen Buried? Yes. You've that, seen how it ends. Well, yes, and there is actually, I got a little surprise for you. There's going to be a part later in our conversation tonight when we record this episode where a panel is going to pop open, a whole bunch of sand is just going to pour in. It's going to be awesome. You're going to be so proud. I really went to great lengths to make this ex as exactly 
You're welcome. You're welcome. You know what? You know what, Q? Hey. If I'm, if I'm being honest, you've actually done a really nice job on it. It looks nice, it. right? I mean, you know, and the sippy cup, Marvel. Good, good, I know. Good Unfortunately, touch. I'm sorry about the lack of juice in there, but I did leave your cell phone. Well, yeah, but you removed every number but yours. Well, yeah, I mean, honestly, what other number do you need? You're going to be recording with me. So well, should we just do you want to record it right now? Would that get you in the mood? Are you in the mood? Would that get me out of this box? Um, Not until the final panel with the sand and stuff at the end. So, no. Well, then let's get to but, that, I guess. Why not? All right, cool. High, high, well, you can't high five. High five the inside of your coffin. Oh, Splinters. Yeah, probably shouldn't have done that. Sorry. No. Should we high five? High five! High five! High five! High five! High five, son! Woo! High five! Don't let me hang it. All right, so I'm back. I am parked. Jay, and you are. I'm parked as well, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, you know, I thought when I was building the box originally, and I was painstakingly, you know, I was looking at screenshots, I thought about adding a little more space so you could, like, sit up, because I thought that would be, like, more comfortable to record. Better to but record, then, I would. But then I thought, too, I was like, you know what, Jay, he loves going full into the character, and if he's going to commit, he needs to be as restricted for movement as possible while lying in this I... coffin. I am a method potter. You are. So, yeah, I mean, Wait, you like know what? Pot, like Potter? Like po Harry Potter? Yes, like Harry Potter. I am a Harry Potter, like a, a hairy person that does podcasts. <laughs> You're, I am a Harry Potter. That sounds like Ralph Wiggum on Simpsons when he's like, I'm a Star Wars. <laughs> I am a Star Wars. So I'm I, a Harry Potter. I am because, you know, a potter who is hairy. You're a Harry Potter. I don't know why... They never picked up my book option. What was your your book option? I'm a Harry Potter. No, it was about a Harry podcaster. Oh God! And Paul. it was just, it was like a kid's book. Um, called Harry Potter. Was it Harry? But it's Harry Potter, and it was it called like the podcaster's phone. Yeah, it would be like H A I R Y P O D D E R colon the curse of the. The back scratcher, <laughs> <laughs> or the cursed back scratcher. I was trying, to, I was trying to go along with your joke and help you with things that related to a podcast thing, but instead you're just like <laughs> Harry Potter colon the curse of the sausage links. <laughs> like what? What does that have to do with hair being a Harry Potter? <laughs> Harry Potter five. And the order of the diabetes. <laughs> Diabetes. Diabetes. It's all about your, it turns out your book is all about pronunciation. Experiamos diabetes. <laughs> <laughs> That's when you make someone's blood coagulate. You just go, I diabetes. Thought I thought you were gonna say Expelliarmus diabetes. That's when you make that's when you make your, someone's legs come off because they have diabetes. Ankles removes. <laughs> that's that's pretty dark. Shit got dark fast. You notice in those later years of Harry Potter, the stories get really dark. They they really do. Starts uh, off as a kids book, ends up as a as I a, don't know like, how much of a kids adult. Yeah. 
Oh, it's like straight. It's like Fifty Shades by the end. <laughs> <laughs> That's uh. Well, I mean, you get to the sixth. So you start, you know, at the beginning where he's just a hairy young fellow in his mother's basement, and then you get all the way to the end, and it's like Harry Harry Potter six and seven, which is uh, what is it? A oh, hairy older man in his basement. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Harry Potter in the dusty hollows. <laughs> Oh god. Nice. Yeah, like thank that. you. Thank you. Well well done, well done. I think you got funnier in that box. <laughs> <laughs> well maybe, maybe it's like the box from Friends. <laughs> when Chandler goes in the box. Oh, I remember <laughs> I remember the episode. He just has the hole, right? Yeah. Doesn't he like put his finger up through it? And he, he goes, like and he waves. Yeah. He waves uh, at somebody. God, friends. Oh Lord. What a what a well written sitcom. Well, I mean, you know, nothing overtly homophobic about that box. <laughs> nope. Just the rest of the series. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, man. Welcome High five back again. the podcast. QJ, blah, blah, boop, boop. Talking about locking people in boxes. Also talking about homophobic shows from the 90s. It's like a Step Stepbrothers reference. Like, what are you doing? I'm burying you. I'll be there for you unless you are gay. I'll be yeah. there for you because then we'll talk about it all day. I'll be there for you. And we'll start with your wedding. <laughs> but I still like some boobs. <laughs> <laughs> boobs does rhyme with you. Because <laughs> I'm not gay. Well, <laughs> Friends is filmed before the live gay. studio audience. <laughs> I did kind of bust into the whole like Lonely Island, not Pop gay. star. <laughs> yeah, nunchucks, <laughs> kung fu, not gay. Uh, I I always okay. This is a weird dumb reference, but you just did the like filmed in front of a live studio audience. If you, I know you have, but like you've watched Cops, right? Oh, totally, of course. Okay, the beginning of Cops every time is like. The following is filmed on location with the people of whatever. The men but, and women of law enforcement. Exactly. I always imagine them saying, like, the following presentation is filmed in front of a live studio audience. <laughs> and then and just then like. You just hear, like, yeah! <laughs> like, laugh tracks when people are getting arrested. It's like, the dog's, like, biting the guy, and they're like, ooh! <laughs> they taser somebody, and it's like, <laughs> like yeah! Yeah! yeah. <laughs> or, like, someone trips and falls, and like, <laughs> And then it's like, oh, my God, my mom got shot. And the audience is like, oh. <laughs> so you hear a girl in the back like, no. Dude, listen, I think we can start a YouTube channel that is literally just cops dubbed with, like, live studio audience reaction. And we start it with that. Like, the following is filmed from a live studio audience. And it's <laughs> with just the men cops. and women of law enforcement. <laughs> no one will ever be able to watch that show and not think that from now on. <laughs> Dude, let's do it. You heard it right here. If anybody else does it, they're just copying off of us. Copying us, copying us, copying us, um, us, 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 us. Hey, so speaking of those kind of like TV show tropes, and I know it doesn't quite have to do with what we're talking about today. Oh, we've got I, some other stuff to catch up on before we get to today's topic. But I did want to bring uh, to your attention, have you watched the show Daybreak on Netflix? Wait, is that the um, like, is that like the Zombieland plus Mean Girls Kind of thing. That's a really bad analogy. But is yes. it really? I haven't watched it, obviously. Yes. So no it's, is the short answer. It's um, it's more like Zombieland meets like Warm Bodies. 
Oh, okay. I remember. I remember so not it's like, hating warm pies. Yeah, it's like clever and kind of funny. Okay, so it's um, a it's like a quirky action horror comedy. Yes, but they do each episode. They do a different take on a different TV style episode. Oh, sort of like a more overt community. Yeah, but like they like super lean into it and they like acknowledge fourth wall style all the tropes so like they they acknowledge the narration and oh interesting it's it's super interesting and i'm not going to lie i really enjoyed the series i highly recommend you watch okay. it okay so have you you finished it then i did okay uh, um and it's super funny but they have an episode where like a character is having flashbacks, and the okay. flashbacks are filmed in front of a live studio audience. Oh, <laughs> like, and they do that. They're like, we now return to Daybreakers, filmed live in front of a studio audience. Oh, and then it's it'll like cut to the same actors, and like the audience will like react, and then they'll give like a zingy one liner. That's shit. funny. It's really smart, man. I okay, I can dig that. I I remember seeing the the preview like the netflix trailer yeah preview for it and i was like i don't know what this is um and so i didn't like dive in and there was a lot of other you know there's a lot of other stuff on right now to watch and so for uh, sure. but i will add that to the queue because i dig that that sounds interesting please do and listen um i don't know why i can't think of his matthew broderick okay okay, okay matthew broderick is in it oh interesting playing a character that you have never seen matthew broderick playing. i love it I love so to see him stretch I, his acting abilities. It's, uh, it's, this is the best Matthew Broderick performance I've seen maybe since Ferris Bueller. That's like, amazing. It's one of my favorite, because, like, you know, he's just kind of Matthew Broderick. Sure, he's always sort of Matthew Broderick. He's, he's just broadering kind of, it up. He is. His performances are a little broad for Rick. Yeah, there's, well, it's like, <laughs> oh, you gave very Broderick-esque performance. Exactly. Um, no, he does a great He's job. He's like, what do you expect? I'm Matthew Broderick. <laughs> I'm That's my impression Sarah of Sarah Jessica Parker. She was I'm the hot one Sarah in Jessica Hocus Park. Pocus. <laughs> <laughs> but not on Sex and the City. <laughs> right. There were more hot ones. Um, I was in Godzilla. Remember? Please don't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Do you remember? Every time someone remembers, an angel gets its wings. Every um, time someone watches Godzilla, <laughs> my child eats. <laughs> yeah, I get a tiny, tiny, tiny paycheck. <laughs> but, like, not just small in amount, just a literally very <laughs> tiny. Like, they just, somebody mails him, like, a stamp-sized paycheck. <laughs> and he's like, aw. <laughs> yeah, because he's Matthew Broderick, and he's like, oh, that's cute. Oh, this that's is cute. a this is an adorable check. I, I'm Matthew Broderick. I see what they're doing. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> that's nice. That's fun. Well, I, our Matthew Broderick fun. impression is weird, but it might be my favorite. <laughs> I know. It kind of reminds me as a mix of the um, the characters that the female characters, Anna Gasteyer's character on Saturday Night Live that did the sweaty balls. Oh, like yes. NPR, the NPR radio girls. Yeah. Who are just like, oh yeah. So um, they're just like very soft spoken and like that's nice. Yeah. Matthew this Broderick is, is like a perpetual NPR host. <laughs> he is just totally. in life. He's just a life NPR host. He just goes into a restaurant to get a table and stuff, and he, they're like, "Oh, Mr. Broderick, how's it going? You want the regular?" And he's like, "Oh, if that's a, if that's fine. That I mean, either way, I can sit next to those people or um, any anywhere that you feel fit would be." Did fine. you know this this block in the streets actually uh, got a lot of his, his, you know, historical significance for uh, this area? So I mean, I can just tell you about it while we wait. No, we have a table for you ready right now. Come, <laughs> please go sit down. 
Jesus, Matthew Broderick's coming. Get out of here. He's going to tell you facts about stuff. <laughs> Listen, he's like Ira Glass, but worse. <laughs> did, you, did you know that the uh, the subway was originally installed in, in the, uh, the, ni- the 1910s? People were diving out of the subway. <laughs> but let me explain. So back when they started making subway tile and they decided to, uh, to inlay it all around the tunnels, they had originally gone between an off-white color and an eggshell white color, and that was just they, kind of, that was an artistic choice at the time. But they found that the vibrations of the subway cars uh, with the off-white uh, shell would actually make people vomit, and so they had to go with the, the, the standard white um, to to avoid, uh, well, as they called it. You actually the, just, the you did the opposite. You made the story vomiting. way more interesting. <laughs> I, I was know. just trying to. I was just trying to go really boring. You made it like I was like, really? It made them vomit. That <laughs> I'm interested in that. that well, that's how the, exactly does that work? That's the thing. That's the power of Matthew Broderick. Everyone's thinking we're making fun of him. We love Matthew Broderick. Yeah. Well, no, of course we do. He is Simba from Lion King. <laughs> he is. And I know Donald Glover was also Simba from Lion King, but but we're obviously talking about Lion King Two, Simba's Pride. <laughs> right. A la Matthew, Matthew Broderick. Broderick. <laughs> and back right. to what we were talking about. Okay. Um, speaking of that segue, did you catch up on The Mandalorian? <laughs> I am. I finished episode two. I have not watched episode three. Oh, you've got to watch episode three so we can talk about it. I am so sorry. It's okay. It's very good. Is it? Yes, very good. So it keeps far, the streak going. So far, I have thoroughly enjoyed it. Now It was I written have... by Jon Favreau, and he makes a cameo. Does he? Yes. As Happy Hogan? Is this a, is this the Marvel no. Star Wars crossover we've been waiting for? No, no, it's not that. It's uh, it's better than that. Have you seen the meme uh, <laughs> floating around of, like, all the different characters in the Marvel Universe that have gotten, like, Tony Stark suits no. in the past? You haven't? And it shows, like, Spider-Man in his, like, enhanced uh-uh. Tony Stark suit. It shows War Machine or Don Cheadle in his. It shows uh, Gwyneth Paltrow in yep. hers. It even shows... Uh, uh, Mark Ruffalo in oh, like the Hulkbuster the- armor, and it was like, it was like um, when he couldn't put an, a suit of armor around the world, he put a suit of armor around those he loved, and then it just has a picture of Happy Hogan not in Iron <laughs> suit at the bottom, and that's the whole meme, <laughs> and it's just Happy Hogan looking slightly puzzled <laughs> until the very end. I was like, this is really sweet. And then, you, then the Happy Hogan thing just makes it so much better. It does. <laughs> and so that just made me think of the – that's my favorite new meme featuring John Favreau. I think that's wonderful. Thank you for sharing that with me. You just brightened my day. You're welcome. You are – well, I didn't literally brighten your day because you're still stuck inside of a fucking box. By of the course. way, 37 feet underground. Wow. That's like six times the recommended level. I know. Well, you know what they say. Go deep or go home. <laughs> I think that's like two stories underground, dude. Do you know how long 36 feet is? It is. That's a lot. Yep. So That's, like, you... the, that's like the height of a planet Hollywood <laughs> underground. And it's about as exciting as being in a planet Hollywood. Yeah, just like not. a regular one though. Like I would actually, I would rather be in this those. Box. Don't exist anymore. Exactly, your, but this box is the joke. <laughs> the joke is, it's exactly like being in a Planet Hollywood. Because a Planet coffin. Hollywood is buried because it's dead. A coffin for my dreams. 
<laughs> and shitty Hollywood memorabilia. Hey, I went to a Planet Hollywood when I was 13. I had my birthday there. Oh, awesome. Yeah, they opened one in Nashville for like a month before it went out of business. Wait, there was one in Nashville? Yeah, on Broadway. Near, so they, like, near where the Hard Rock is? Because yes. it's always near the Hard Rock? Yes, they opened one, and I remember I went on my birthday, and I was so fucking jazzed. Because <laughs> for those of you who don't know what Planet Hollywood is, it's Hard Rock Cafe, but for movies. <coughs> and so they have, And like, I wish it was at least that good. <laughs> it was not. They had... Uh, like memorabilia and like autographed memorabilia sure. decorating the. Pl- it was like Cracker Barrel, but really expensive. <laughs> um, and by Cracker Barrel, I mean like shit all over the walls. Uh, but not and literal not as good. shit. <laughs> but not literal shit. Like movie shit, movie yeah. star shit. Um, but I remember I got chicken tenders. Uh huh. And, like, you can't fuck up chicken tenders, right? Like, chicken tenders are pretty, like... They're a staple. Right. Like, even, uh, like, the ballpark, you have, like, decent <laughs> right. chicken tenders, right? Well, I remember... I mean, I I've gone to Kroger ch- and picked up some, like, Tyson bags that are real good. Right. I got And they their... were shaped like dinosaurs. Exactly. Those are the best kind, honestly. I know. Um, I got chicken tenders, and this is, like, just <laughs> a signal of this restaurant. I got the chicken tenders, and I started eating them. And I realized that they had coated their chicken tenders in berry Captain Crunch. What? <laughs> yeah. So, like, you know the berry yeah, Captain yeah, Crunch no, with berries. Uh, that was the breading. Like, they had, like, crunched it up and rolled the chicken <laughs> in it and then fried it in that. It was fucking disgusting. Hey, oh, hey, what are you talking about? That's <laughs> how I like my chicken tenders. When they said sly. When you restaurant, play a Hollywood, how you want the chicken tenders on the menu, I was like, cop and crunch cereal! And they're like, wait, like the plain kind? I'm like, fuck no, the berry kind. Slot out! Yas, it's crazy. I'm Arnold Schwarzenegger. I am also a co-owner of Planet Hollywood. And everyone in Austria, my home country, eats chicken tenders crushed in Captain Crunch berry cereal. It's fucking delicious. Eat it if you want to live. Hi, everybody. Um, I'm uh, David Duchovny, and I've been to a Planet Hollywood. <laughs> oh, God. I was hoping that was going to be your Bruce Willis impression because no. he was, like, the third owner. But I don't know how to do a Bruce Willis. So I was hoping it was just going to be like, hey, guys, I'm uh, Bruce Willis, star of Die Hard 1 <laughs> through 4. Um, star of uh, Death Becomes Her. <laughs> you remember and me in Cop that? Out. Yep. And... <laughs> And House of the Rising Sun. And um, as a direct to DVD m- war movie. You remember the Ten Whole Yards? That was yeah, me. Do you, do you remember the Al- Mr. Mr. Do you Bruce remember Willis? The album Return of Bruno. Yeah, I was a j- I was a <laughs> blues harmonica player for like a month. Also, um, if you remember nineties sitcom Friends, uh, David Schwimmer fucked my daughter. Do you remember Color of Night? That was a movie that was very popular that I was also in. We're mm. both just we're how are we both him? I don't know, but it works. <laughs> Die Hard One and Two. Also, do you know what the fuck I'm talking about when I say that the return of Bruno? No. Dude. Wait, no, I think I do. Back in the nineties, there was like a year where Bruce Willis was trying to convince the world that he was a blues harmonica player. Oh, like in real life? 
Yeah, like he released an album. Like a Chris Gaines type situation? Yes, except he was very serious. <laughs> like 30-odd foot of grunt serious? And there was no no fake movie, and I'm doing air quotes, to back up his Chris Gaines character. I love it. Uh, this was literally Bruce Willis just at the peak of Bruce Willis being like, yeah, I'm also a jazz harmonica player. You know, like, I that have was this thing. <laughs> the thing is, I've seen Bruce Willis with pictures like playing jazz harmonica or playing harmonica with glasses yeah. on, which I assume means jazz harmonica. Um, it does. And I never, I just thought it was something he did at a party or something. I don't no. think I knew that he did this. No, dude, look up the album. He did classic standards such as Under the Boardwalk and Secret Agent Man. So if you've if you've ever wanted to hear Bruce Willis cover Secret Agent Man, I have. I was actually telling you about that last week. I know the you were like, "Man, it honestly my life would be complete if I could just hear Bruce Willis one time. Just one once. time cover and you're telling Secret me my Agent dreams Man. can come true. Now, my dreams of getting out of this box, not coming true. No. Well, I told you that it only ends one way. <laughs> and that's with Ryan Reynolds dead <laughs> at the end of this movie. <laughs> that is permanently. By the way, spoiler alert, guys, for that movie. Oh, yeah. I mean, We're yeah. just like, from the beginning, from the literal intro, we've just been spoiling the shit out of that movie. <laughs> and it's not a bad movie. No, it's a, it's a great movie. Uh, I'm going to show my cards here. I really like that movie quite a bit. I mean, to be honest, it is extremely impressive. Because even, I mean, and I know this is kind of stepping to, uh, a little farther into our topic than we, that we've been so far. <laughs> oh, God, don't do that. Don't get uh, us on track. Jesus Christ in heaven. Nobody um, wants that. <laughs> But, like, when it comes to a lot of these movies that are, like, single location movies, they cheat all the time. Like, you know, Phone Booth was like, oh, it's the whole thing is in a phone booth. But it's cutting across, you know, the FBI guys or, you know, the other people. Like, okay. Buried well, is no cutaways Ryan Reynolds in a box for an hour and 45 minutes. Agreed. And so I have to actually ask you a question because that, like, perfectly gets us right into the discussion of this. Oh, why so, are we doing this topic, by the way, Q? So we're doing this topic. Well, I'm going to say I'm going to give you credit for this because it's <laughs> you. But so you messaged me and you're like, hey, I think we should do uh, movies that take place in one location. And I was like, oh, OK, why? And you're like, <laughs> because everyone feels trapped around Thanksgiving <laughs> in a house with family members that they don't love. And I, I don't think like, I had the don't love part. In there. I was like, I was like, whoa, Jay, are you okay? Do you need help? And I said, no, help, help, help me film a podcast. And you said, honestly, it's just cathartic to record this episode. So let's do that. And I was like, all right, I will do that. And about I, you so and your family about that you don't. Twenty percent of that is true. <laughs> and then I locked you in a box, thirty-seven okay. feet underground okay now 35 percent of that's true um <laughs> so yeah but yeah that 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 was the that was the idea well i mean we've been on the you know we've been on the air for like four years so we've done thanksgiving movies we've done black friday movies the mall movies we've done like holiday themed movies tv show uh you know tv show thanksgiving episodes this felt on theme but allowed us to talk about a type of movie that we haven't 
dived into before, but I know that both of you and I enjoy. For sure, for sure. This is the film version of the bottle episode in television. Yes, and if done well, can be amazingly not only impressive, but very entertaining. Like, I mean, we've been talking about Barry as the gag for the show, but to be honest, that movie is nothing if not impressive beyond belief. Oh, for sure, for sure, for sure. And I had a question, um, because you brought up the whole phone booth aspect, and technically that is a movie that primarily takes place in a location, the aforementioned phone booth. Um, but it does still cut away to, like, other people who right. are not in the phone booth. Um, and so my question to you is, would that be considered, like, of discussion today? Like, are we talking about movies that have... Because then, like, Pulp Fiction... I mean, not Pulp Fiction, Reservoir Dogs. <laughs> Reservoir Dogs would be of that ilk, where it primarily takes place in the warehouse, but it does right. cut away occasionally for short periods of time and, like, two other locations. Right. Now, I mean, I would make an argument that Reservoir Dogs would fall well outside of kind of today's parameters. Okay. Um, just because there are so many locations. You know, there's Tim Roth's apartment, there's the car, there's the warehouse at different times, there's, you know, the restaurant. There's They're all over the place. Um, but something like Phone Booth, Phone Booth is interesting because, well... I'll play my hand a little bit. I, it wouldn't be on the list at all for me, so I, I kind of is moot. Um, but it's not your favorite movie. No, it's not. Okay. But I would say that it did kind of uh, reignite or sell itself as, oh my god, look at this movie! It t- the whole thing takes place in a phone booth. How did Colin Farrell pull this off? He must be an amazing actor. Like I remember that like being the marketing of it, and. I don't remember other movies doing that beforehand. Oh. Yeah. I mean, I guess that's fair. Like, I remember, like, Phone Booth being made of, a, like, a big deal being made of it, that it was a in a one location, Colin Farrell's doing the entire thing from in a phone booth. And I don't remember other movies. Like, Panic Room, I think, came after Phone Booth, didn't it? I believe so. But even then, Panic Room wasn't really sold that way. It was like a home invasion movie with the gimmick of them being trapped in the Panic Room. You know, it wasn't really sold as a single location movie. Right. No, 100%. And so so your statement is more the movie needs to have been... Oh, they came out the same year, dude. Oh, interesting. Both 2002. Um, You're saying that it needs to be a movie that draws attention to the fact that it is I don't a think that it, location? Not really. I'm, I'm just saying that, like, Phone Booth, while not, like, the best movie in my opinion, is one that I credit with making me think about movies that take in place in one location because, you know, something you and I were talking about before we recorded this episode was that there were a lot more of these than I remembered when I pitched you this idea. Because, you know, sure. obviously I thought Phone Booth, I thought... You know, um, <clears throat> all is lost. I thought buried. You know, I thought some of the standard ones, and then there's the uh, Elijah Wood one that you didn't know about that we can talk about. Um, <clears throat> but, but then when I really started thinking about it, it was like, man, well, like, Green Room would count, and Twelve Angry Men would count, and like all Cl- these other like would count. Clerks, Clue, you know, all these different things. So, you know, I I wanted to actually bring that up with you on 
where do we draw the line? Like, when you think of single location movies or, you know, kind of, I guess, a word I used earlier tonight was claustrophobia. Like, what did you think of when I pitched this to you? Like, what what were the parameters in your mind? So, my mind is this. And, and this, it, it kind of expanded upon this. Because originally, it was just, like, buried and phone booth. Like, those <laughs> were the only two. But then once I started looking and reminding myself of like, oh, yeah, that was a single location movie. or Oh, yeah, that was, too. I think I personally have come to the conclusion that I think it needs to take in and around. It takes place in and around the same like single building. Like as long as it doesn't move to another building. Right. Then or another location, if you will. But like Clerks, I can use as a perfect example of trying to describe this. Clerk takes Clerks takes place inside the Quick Stop. It yep. also takes place on the roof of the Quick Stop. Right. It takes place in or out right directly out front of the Quick Stop, and it takes place in the RST video, which is connected to the Quick right. Stop. Right. And so I would consider Clerks. That's all one this, location yeah. to me. Like, it doesn't... Other than the opening shot of Dante waking up answering the phone to go into work. Sure, sure. But that's like... Like I said, that's an establishing shot, less of... Or, you know, an intro I mean, shot, yeah, I mean, a, and it's keeping the, movie the Kevin Smith vein, it'd be like saying that Mall Rats doesn't take place at the mall because the beginning of the movie takes place in his basement. Right, exactly. It'd be like, no, no, Mall Rats takes place at the mall. Like, we, we get it. And see, I would agree with that. So, I, you know, I think, and one of the things that I think is really important to this is, or at least an element I want to add in, when we're thinking about it, is claustrophobia, like claustrophobicness. You know, I feel like at least for me when I think of these types of movies buried, uh, one of the ones that I thought of was Locke, um, the Thomas Hardy one sure. when he was in the car. Uh, is that it? They need to feel claustrophobic, you know. So it needs to be part of the movie that wherever they are is a place they can't leave for whatever sure. reason. Sure. And sure, so sure, I sure. think for me that needs to be an element in there. But I agree with everything that you said. I think if we limit it to like the entirety of the movie has to take place in one building, and it has to have some level of claustrophobia to it. Like, let, let me. I'll give you two other examples really quick. That I and, and I'll play my hands a little bit too. I would not count these in this, by the way. Dread or the raid. Okay. Because to me, those do not feel claustrophobic. There's different floors and different levels and all sure. sorts of movement happening. But sure. technically, it's in one building. But that building happens to be like the size of a city. So would you also not count like Die Hard? I probably wouldn't count Die Hard. No, there's too many people in Die Hard. What about like High Rise, the, the, uh, what's the, the ben, name of ben Wheatley? Yeah, I like, like that ben whole Wheatley. that whole movie takes place in one building, but it is like you said, it it covers multiple floors of right. the same building. Honestly, if we were gonna go Ben Wheatley, I'd prefer to go the Free Fire route. Oh yeah, because it all takes place in that warehouse. In that warehouse, and honestly, I like Free Fire better than I like High Rise. That's fair. Yet also, you could do you could even do a uh, field in England because that oh, whole yeah. that whole takes that whole film takes place on in one battlefield. Like oh yeah, that's true area. And I didn't think about this one, but like we could do. I mean, it wouldn't be on the list, I don't think. But in the tall grass, 
Oh, yeah, because it all takes place in that field. In that field, yeah. Now, I will say this. There's a movie that I really, 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 really love. And okay. I don't know that you've ever seen it. I know I recommended it to you in the past. Okay. Um, but it is a movie called Coherence. Oh, is that the one about the dinner party? And yes. like all the supernatural kind things of things are happening. Yes. But it all so they're all trapped inside the house essentially. Yes. yes. Because for reasons which for I reasons will spoil and a little sci-fi bit, uh, when they yes. try to leave, they end up where they started. I did end up watching it. It's so good. Can would a movie like that count? Because I think it would. Like that adds to that claustrophobic feeling. They're trying to get away, yes. but they can't. I, I think that there's like there there's different types of these. Like for me, like the dinner party type of movie would totally count. Like I so, would think of like something like the invitation. I was about to ask the invitation. Like that would count for me because, like, they can leave, but no one does for different reasons. Or um, uh, there's a movie. Oh, um, uh, I I know I've talked to you about this movie, but it's called Carnage. Yes, it's, I haven't seen it. But okay, you've talked to me about this it. is a this would be a perfect example of this in my opinion, and a lot of these are great because they're based off stage plays, and sure. they only had like one set to work sure. with. But Carnage is two couples, like upper middle class yuppie couples, who get together for dinner to discuss their children who had had a fight at school, and the the evening starts off normal, but throughout the conversation, it kind of gets into petty arguments about class or belief systems and Republicans versus Democrats and then it just dwindles into them all being like childish arrogant and yelling at each other and arguing and it's beautiful it's a fantastic movie but no one's trapped there but no one will leave because they always convince themselves that if they leave the conversation they're conceding defeat and neither one of them will let themselves lose the conversation so they are trapped basically by the dialogue Mm -hmm. Like, and I it's like, so, it's so good. I like that concept. It is great. Well, it's, again, it's based off of a stage play. Like, another one that you could, uh, that, that we should talk about, or at least we could, is 12 Angry Men. Oh, absolutely. I mean, again, it, the, the, like, the stage play gives it very good opportunity. Frost v. Nixon, you know, all of those that are based off one set plays could totally count for this. Um, now... Uh, there was a couple that I was looking at, and I'm trying to remember here. Um, There's one that I want to ask you if you've seen, because yeah. I know you've seen a lot of these movies. Have sure. you ever seen Hitchcock's Rope? I have not. Oh, I, you need to see it. I'm going to fight for it to be on the list. I'll play my hand. Okay. Do you know about Rope? No. Okay, so here's the premise. It's a Hitchcock movie. The entire movie takes place around a conversation between two men who were logically and theoretically trying to plan the perfect murder. Okay. The entire movie not only takes place in a room, but it takes place in a single continuous 88-minute shot. Oh. Okay. And it's not like some of the modern-day movies like, you know, Birdman or I forget what what was that horror movie um, that was supposed to be one shot. Um, oh, um, not with, Dark House it, or Bleak yeah, House or is it Black Blackout? Something no, like something like it that. It was the one with uh, Elizabeth Olsen. Yes, it was. 
It was supposedly one shot, but there are, you know, trick edits in there. Sure, of course. This movie does not have that. It's literally an 88. You know, I think there may be one trick edit that Hitchcock does, but it's like a single continuous shot, and it's just, it's brilliant from start to finish. So I'm going to fight for it. All right. That sounds amazing. I love it. But, man, yeah, if you haven't seen seen it. it. Oh, speaking of ones you haven't seen, you mentioned before we started recording, you've never seen, and I would imagine some of our listeners haven't either, but Grand Piano with Elijah Wood. I have not seen Grand Piano. Oh, I wish wish some of our listeners, uh, you need to chime in on social if you guys have seen this. I don't think many people have. I just stumbled upon it on Netflix, I think, one day, like a couple years ago. But basically the premise is uh, Elijah Wood is like a... uh, a wonderkind guitar uh, piano player. Sure. But 10 years ago or so, he performed this impossible sonata and messed up on a single note and it like drove him mad and he left music or whatever. And he's coming back for one reunion show and he gets a letter from an assassin that basically says, I'm going to have a sniper rifle on you the entire show. You're going to play this sonata. And if you mess up a single note in the entire night, I'm going to assassinate you on stage in front of everybody. And so it's Elijah Wood trapped on stage. and it's speed with a piano. Kind of. And it's John Cusack with the sniper rifle. Oh, really? And it's just them two having a conversation via, like, headpieces most of the movie. Yeah, it's it's entertaining. Like, it's it's not as good as some of these, but it's, like, better than Ben Affleck's paycheck. All right. Let me ask you about one that's one of my favorites. It's a genre movie. Uh, The movie Cube. Oh, I love Cube. Would you consider that a single location movie? Because they are, the entire in, movie takes place in, in the in cube. cube. In the titular Cube. You know, I hadn't considered it. I guess technically it falls in line, but I kind of think for that one, like the claustrophobic. Well, that one is made to feel claustrophobic, too, because exactly. all the rooms feel the exact same and they're trapped they're trying to get out yeah i would totally i would totally say cube is up for up for that's debate. at least at least up yeah. there to discuss within this genre yeah well like i said you know i think one of the interesting things about this topic and now that we're actually talking about it and thinking about it is it does kind of span a lot of different types like there are what i would consider like single shot single locations like a buried or, you know, trapped in a position. Or, like you said, the rope. The rope, yeah. And then there... But then there are ones that I would say, like, are... I don't want to say solo movies, but, like, you know, Colin Farrell being trapped in a phone booth, Elijah Wood on stage with headphones. You know, like, single person trapped. Sure. And then there's more, like... And Locke. Group, would you consider yeah, Locke Locke would dude? be in that, when that, when that category. But then there are people... Then there are movies, like you know, groups of people trapped places like, you know, the Saw movies, which don't count in this, but sure. You know, like cube, like cube, 12 angry men, you know, those or uh, 12 angry men, I think would fall more into the stage adaptations. Sure. Probably. Um, but like free fire would be a group of people. Like there are a lot of people in, in that movie, location, but correct. it's in one location. Clue would fall into that. Sure. No, I, I, I totally agree. Oh, All uh, Is Lost, that Robert Redford movie, single guy on a boat, whole movie, almost oh, no dialogue. Yeah. I've never seen that movie, actually. What about Castaway? See, it does, it it ends not in a single location, and it begins not in a single location, but the bulk of the movie is yeah. just 
Tom Hanks on an island. I mean, that's true. I mean, I would. I mean, I, I mean, I'm not saying to, it needs to be on the list. I'm just. It has to be considered. I think it for, has to be considered for playing devil's advocate. Yeah. Safe. No, I think I think that has to be considered. Um, have you ever seen? This was one I was thinking of, and I know that you have heard reference of it because Community spoofs it. But have you ever seen My Dinner with Andre? Uh, yeah. Uh huh. So that would totally count for this. Oh, for sure. Because that's just that's not only that's like a single conversation. Um, Ag- agreed. Now, also I have, great, great wall of Sean. Great wall of Sean. I have a uh, a recommendation from a friend. I'll Ooh. give him a shout on in here, Joe. Not not Joey. Not no. not you. Not no. Jay. But Joe is his name. Okay. What does um, Joe have to tell us? He had recommended the movie, and I believe it's called Frozen, the horror movie about the ski lift. Oh, I have seen that. It's very. It's not. It's, it's not a great movie, but the whole thing does take place in a single stuck location. in a chairlift. It's basically open water in snow. Right. Like so that's the logline for that movie. Is like, what if open water, but on a ski lift? <laughs> exactly. So like, how would that happen? They're like, wolves. Right. Now, would you consider that a single Oh, of course. Location? That totally counts. I mean, I would also consider – I mean, there's, like, been a run of these. You know, Open Water 1 and 2. Um, what was that? Shallows with Blake Lively. Yeah. Um, what about your 48 48 meters, meters down. down or 47 meters down and 48 meters down. What about Paranormal Activity? Mm. The first movie only takes place in their house and yeah, only in only using footage from inside their house. Yeah, I don't. I I think that just doesn't follow. I don't know. It's not as claustrophobic. There's too many. You, angles, you don't think so? Many. Nothing happens outside of the house, though. Well, I know. I know it's a single location. I mean, technically on paper it fits. I just I don't get the feeling of one of these movies with that. That's found footage. That's okay. I don't know. It just does. Do you I don't think, know. I think found footage sometimes is kind of inherently a single location. I mean, wreck would, you know, is a single building. That's what I'm saying. It's like the yeah. whole thing is just one. Um, I don't know. I don't. I, I, I didn't. None of those came to mind when Blair I was thinking Witch about this Project, topic. Blair Witch Project, they never leave the woods. They could have been in the same, like, square mile radius. They don't it's, even know. Well, if you look at the, like, rebooted Blair Witch, they were. That's true. Oh, Do you remember man. that movie? I, I don't not until it just recently wasn't when you said great. that. No, it was really there was that one scene near the end where it had like the lanky person like in the woods weird. that's like ooh that was scary but the rest was just trash. Yeah, it's just not great. The thing Which is, is sad Adam Win- because Adam Wingard impressed me really early, really strong and then has slowly been chipping away at that since then. Uh <laughs> death note. <laughs> yeah, that was a big chip just like like shovel Right into his into my goodwill for him. Blair Witch Project, another chip in the pot. <laughs> um, but yeah, ooh. so go ahead. Oh, I did have one that we haven't talked about, and I need to. And okay. I know I've recommended this to you, but I don't know if you ever got around to seeing it. But Green Room, the Saulnier. Oh yeah, I did definitely. Oh, would you count That's that an as intense movie? Yes. Would you count but that? Yes, it totally. It takes place in. Uh, the- I can't recommend that movie like high enough to people. Yeah, it Anton is. Anton Yelkin is so good. I know, but it's so sad because that is one of his best performances. And when you watch it, you are thinking, "God, I wish he was still making movies." I know, but man, his arm gets screwed up. The whole in that, that, movie. that whole movie is that is a next level because it's not supernatural in any way. No, that is a not. very brutal 
like tough there are parts of that movie that are tough to watch well that's my favorite thing about and this is getting off on another tangent but like jeremy saulnier the director that's my favorite thing about him did you ever see blue ruin yes it's the same type of thing it's like the violence is so naturalistic and brutal that it's uncomfortable it's almost like the uncanny valley of hollywood violence is we're sure. desensitized to the Hollywood version of it. So when it's just like someone walking around and then all of a sudden a shotgun goes off and someone's head is gone, it's like, oh, like, whoa, Jesus, Ooh, balls. Well, you know what that reminds me of? And I don't know. Have you watched any of Gaspar Noe's films? Oh, like- yeah. I, I have a weird obsession with uh, some of the movies that uh, try to make me feel terrible about myself. Sure. Um, and so, yeah, no way. I, I, I watched. Um, I can't remember the name of the one that I'm thinking of, but it has a scene where the dude gets his head caved in with a fire extinguisher. Yeah. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, and it, it's, it, but And, like, the camera does not cut away no. from it. That so one's just, um, unbreakable or something. Or unbra- Is it unforgivable? Some, it's something in that vein, but that's the one that's basically told backwards about a woman getting attacked, right? Yes. Yes. But that is one of those scenes where the violence is so mm-hmm. brutal and unflinching and the camera yep. doesn't cut away from it and you you feel uncomfortable because you're being forced. Yes. Well, to that whole watch. movie is so uncomfortable. For sure. Well, that and what was the one where uh you're the basically the camera is the ghost of the guy, like a guy does drugs and dies and Oh, oh, that was um, Into the Abyss. or Into, uh, Yes, and then he ends up in being in his sister's body while yeah. she's having sex. It's a fucking... That dude is fucked up. Like, well, he he had a most uh, a new movie. I saw I forget, that. I forget what it's called, but it's I want to see it. It's about the dancers. Who, like, they get drugged at an after party or something, yes. and it's about them having, like, this really weird, violent drug trip while dancing. Yes. And I also saw the one where... There's a couple more that he has. I've seen most of his. Um, he's a he's a tough guy. I mean, he's he's kind of like the guy you know the same Mike like Michael Haneke, um, or or some of those that make movies like a you know Funny Games. You you saw Funny Games, well, right? Okay, I was actually that's so weird that you kind of went around that because angle. that kind of it. is a single. That's location. what I was going to ask. Is that considered a single location movie? I mean, it I would. I just try not takes... to think about that movie as much as possible. Got it. Oh, Climax is the movie you're trying That's to it. Do. I want to see it really badly, actually. And the other one we were trying to come up with was Irreversible. Irreversible. I know Unbreakable is the, oh, hi, I'm Bruce Willis. I was Unbreakable. <laughs> yeah, hey, I was also uh, Return of Bruno. Just really good, <laughs> just, really good harmonica still, player. You can find it on Spotify. Please search it. Um, very Any good. views count. Um, Half a penny. I've been fighting to get the rights to perform all the songs at the AMAs. Um, pretty soon you'll you'll hear me um, um, you'll you'll get to hear me play uh, 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 old man Smokey. Old man, old man Smokey. Is that a song? Probably. You just, like, <laughs> just kind of made up a. <laughs> An old like, well, that sounds like a standard. It does, old doesn't it? Old man Smokey. Doesn't it? Um, old man Smokey. Yes, old man Smokey. This is not that jokey. But that's okay. This is not a jokey. I'm a nice blokey. I've done a lot of cokey. Hi, I'm Bruce Willis. I've done a lot of cokey. 
play the shit out of a harmonica. It's just Honka. a harmonica filled with filled with coke. With filled with coke. <laughs> That's why he's so good at sniffing it out of all them holes. He's like think... a he's like a gopher on a wheel. He's like. I don't think that's how. And you all of a sudden, it just sounds like Blues Traveler. <laughs> that is not how you play. That is definitively not how you play a harmonica. High five says that's how you play harmonica. You just reading snort. rainbow, bitch. You just snort in for <laughs> through all the holes. Yep. <laughs> that's hilarious. Um, okay, so Michael Haneke, Funny Games. Yeah, that's an uncomfortable movie. And yes, I also believe that. It takes would place count. in one location. It would totally count. Um, what about something like Rear Window or Disturbia? Oh, God. Well, I mean, okay, not Disturbia, because that's not going to be on the list. I was like, Disturbia is like a fucking shitty version of Rear Window. I just wanted to mention something with Shia LaBeouf in it. Thank you. Well done. Every actual, episode, I was trying to sneak one in. Actual cannibal Shia LaBeouf. <laughs> that's right. We're going to... Hey, let's start it. It's the hashtag Shia, Shia LaSecond. <laughs> <laughs> it's the Shia second. Yep, Shia uh, the second. We love you, Shia LaBeouf. We Please want you to come, come on our talk sh- to us. Honey Please boys, come on our show. Honey boy's supposed to be really good. Come talk to us. We heard it. If you want, we can get Bruce Willis on the show as well. We do great talk impressions. <gasps> God, Jesus. I have the fucking hiccups. <laughs> do you? Really? I have the hiccups, dude. You're gonna have to edit around hiccups. I'm not. Leave him in. Leaving it in. This we're, is, you know what? Fuck it. We're doing it live. We're, we're doing it live. We are transparent with our listeners. This is how the sausage is made, people. Listen, Jay. If Jay can be in a cop in the entire episode, then I can have the GD hiccups. If I can be in the what the whole time? Cough. Coffin. <laughs> hey, listen. I need you to fix my hiccups. You ready for this? All right. I'm gonna Go. teach you. I'm gonna teach you and the listeners all the trick. Okay. All right. Here's what I need you to do. I okay. need you to ask me this question. Okay. What lives in the ocean? And what then li- I need you. Hold on. Not yet. What and lives then I need you. Interrupting f- cow. Once I give you the answer, I need you to say your hiccups are gone. Okay. okay. Listen. Okay. All right. Listen, listeners. You hear me hiccuping right now. It's for real. Here <laughs> we go. <laughs> it was both. I didn't mean to. But you got a burp and a hiccup out of that one. Um Jay is going to ask me okay. this, and it works without fail. You ready? All right. What Go. lives in the ocean? Fish. Your hiccups are gone. You are correct. Perfect. Um, it works. So we're just ready for it to pop in like a, All right. like a fire, like a smoke detector on a low battery. Listen, you heard pop. how much I was hiccuping earlier, right? Where did you learn this magic? Listen. Look. I'm cured, it, Jay. That's it, really weird. Do you just have to say the word fish? I don't know. Isn't that crazy, though? <laughs> Could you just say, have said the word fish and me not done anything? I don't or think do you so. need the affirmation from I, me? I've tried it before, and it didn't work. You've just said fish out loud? <laughs> I have, definitely. You've just been hiccuping in public, and you're like, uh, I'm hey. hiccuping again. That All would right. be so great. You're, like, you're on the subway, and guy's like, hic, hic, fish. <laughs> and then he's like, what? <laughs> I said fish, man. Fish, <laughs> your hiccups are gone. <laughs> and they are. That's so weird. That's so weird. All right, so everybody try it. It's a glitch in the matrix. That's the code. You that, just I, to, lo- I love that's it. That's like up, up, down, down, left, right. <laughs> your hiccups. hiccups are gone. Exactly. Left, right, left, right, up, up, down, near A, B, A, B, fish. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. Um, 
Are we, I mean, are there more, I mean, I'm sure there are more, kind of, but I mean, are there more that we need to, to yes, talk about? Yes, there's one more. Okay, what do we got? One of my all-time faves, up there with Buried, like I said earlier. Okay. Um, you ready for this? I have a thought, and I, and I like I said, yours. like I said, Coherence is right. another one of my favorites. The film is called Pontypool. Oh, yes. I, uh, I'm i so glad you brought this up. I agree totally. And uh, Pontypool is uh, Stephen McCaddy. Mm-hmm. Um, and the entire film, it's, a, it's a, another genre film. It's a horror film. Right. And the whole film takes place from within a radio station. And it's just Stephen McCaddy. Almost... Almost the entire movie. God oh, damn it, I have the no. hiccups again. It's because you made me laugh, dude. You can't make it. The laughing undoes the well, fish. Well, I didn't know that there's another ask, glitch ask to your again. glitch. Ask me again. Ask me what again. What lives in the ocean? Fish. Your hiccups are gone. <gasps> oh, man. This experiment has failed miserably on air. It didn't. It worked fine. You can't make me laugh. That's the well, I didn't know there was a glitch to your glitch. There is. Hold on. I'm trying to fight the... <laughs> God bless it. We're not going to get through this whole episode without me hiccuping. That's I'm fine. sorry, It'll listeners. A... It's Jay's fault. I will take the blame he, that I've made you laugh so hard, do, you he, hiccups. He won't do it right. Uh, but I <laughs> promise you, everybody, it works. All right. So anyway, Pontypool, Stephen, Stephen McCaddy, the entire uh, movie takes place primarily in a radio station. And this is maybe the most creative and interesting take on the zombie genre that I've ever seen. I agree, because it's all like done via call-in as the zombie apocalypse happens, and he's not aware. It doesn't start with him thinking it's like a gag. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, 100%. So that's right. It's so good. And then it just kind of devolves into craziness. And then one of the most interesting, and I'm actually, I'm actually not going to spoil it here. Yeah, please um, don't spoil anything. It's a great movie. One of the most interesting reveals comes about three quarters of the way through this movie it's great and it will it will legitimately leave you scratching your head like what like i'm maybe even having a hard time grasping what i'm being told (laughs) it's so it's so fucking interesting you guys you do yourself a favor and watch it so that was the last one that I needed to mention. Do you have a last one? I was going to mention one more that we didn't talk about and kind of get your thought on it because it kind of works but kind of doesn't. Moon. No, Sam I'd Rockwell. say Moon works. Because I mean it's it's just him and Kevin Spacey and pretty much the whole robot moon. Kevin Spacey. And like the whole time I mean he like drives around the moon and such, but it's sure. pretty much just him. Yeah, I would say single location, single character definitely ticks the box of claustrophobic feeling. Yeah, I I would agree. Now, I think some of these may fit as a kind of the single location feel a little bit better, but everyone should go watch Moon because it's really good. Definitely. Go give it your dollars because Duncan uh, hasn't made many many good movies after that. No. Kind of one and then no more. He he came out of the gate super strong and then just kind of... Then he worked with Jake Gyllenhaal and it was okay. That and movie was okay. And then he just didn't make movies after that. I'm going to be honest. I didn't even watch Mute, but I, I heard it was not good. I started it. I couldn't get very far. <laughs> and I heard that it was like a spiritual sequel to Moon. I know. it's It, it just kind of takes place in the world on which the stuff that happens in Moon is a thing that happens. 
Ugh, that's kind of that it. Um, all right, so in that case, are we ready to do a one location I mean, list? Oh, this is going to be tough. We're, we, yeah, I'm ready, but it's going to be hard. All right, brace yourself. Well, I mean, you can't brace I'm in yourself a box. more than the box is already made. Man. So don't go anywhere. You know what? We'll be right Your back. Your hiccups serves you right. It's time to list. This is where we make a list. The list. List. All right. All right. Here we are. AQ. Yep. What lives in the ocean? Fish. Your hiccups are gone. All right. Let's. All right. The lists aren't funny. No jokes. They feel gone. They sound gone. The silence. It's golden. Love it. All right. All right. So, here we go. Time to list. All right. This one's going to be tough. Okay. I had said I'm going to fight for rope. I think rope needs to be on here somewhere. It doesn't have to be near the top, but it's just – it's an achievement, and it's Hitchcock, and I love it. And That's great. Like, Let's put it as a placeholder in five. All right. Only because I haven't seen it. Yeah, and, and you know, and I understand that, and I don't want to kind of, you know, uh, bow, uh, bogard the list. <laughs> sure. Sure, sure, sure. Can I, I'm gonna I'm gonna make I know we literally just talked about it right before we went into the list, but Pontypool. I need to make the argument that I really, really would like to see Pontypool on there somewhere. Yeah, I, I'm okay with that. Um, I think Pontypool is, uh, it's a, what wait, it's a great genre achievement. Um, yeah, I, I would be I would be fine with that. I would want it to be. I would kind of want it to be below Hitchcock, though, just being selfish. Um, yeah, that's fair. Oh, sweet. Yay! All right, Rope's at four, and then Pontypool is at five. Because I agree with you. I love Pontypool. I think it, it's great. I mean, it's, it's just a unique movie. It's it's a take. It's a thing that kind of shouldn't work, but it it's like a zombie movie without zombies. For sure, 100%. And it totally works. Um. I, I would say for these last three, we're going to have to break it into some categories. Okay. Like, I, I don't know another way to do it because, like, there, there are things that are just too good to, like, I don't know. We've got more than three that are too good. All right. Um, let's see. So we've got a ho- we've got a straight-up horror. Right. We've I would say that we should have classic. at least – I would say that we should have at least one – well, yeah, the classic. Yeah, the classic, and that can be – you know, in place of like a, a stage adaptation. So right. rope would be above 12 angry men and be above like carnage or something. Sure. And I okay. think that Pontypool is the perfect, like horror. Yeah. That's our genre single movie. location. So it would be above like devil. devil. <laughs> or, I mean, a, a lot of things are above devil. I would also put it above moon. Moon's pretty genre for sure. I agree with that. And I think um, Pontypool is more claustrophobic. than. What moon. about a comedy? We need a comedy. So I put forth – I know you – I feel like you put forth Clue maybe. Yeah. And Clue. I put forth Clerks. Uh, clerks and Clue. Would you – you wouldn't consider My Dinner with Andre a comedy, would you? I mean, it's I mean, a it's dramedy. it's funny-ish. I would say it's a dramedy. Honestly, between uh, – this one's tough because between Clue and Clerks, I like Clue better, but I think Clerks fits better with this list. Um, I both agree and disagree. I know I put Clerks forward, right? But I think Clue, 
I mean, the whole movie takes place literally in one location. Like, there yeah. is no... And they are trapped in there. They are. They're not leaving. Um, well, let, me, let me ask Clue you this. Fits in there. I would think that Clue... Clue may fit into the group trapped. Okay. Category. So this would be... It's Clue... Uh, is that what I would say? Is that better than the invitation or coherence? Oh fuck! I don't know because the invitation is real good and coherence is, is awesome. That's another one that's like no. I feel like nobody's seen it, and See, it's a really I would like underrated gym. I would want to put coherence as like number three. Yeah, I'd be down with that. And I, would I feel say like that, nobody's seen it, and that yeah. I feel like it's a it's a shame. Like yeah, and I would say that that kind of falls into the group. So it's you know if you can watch the invitation definitely, but coherence is better. Um, Clue would fall into that as well. So I, I would even say Clerks Free Fire would fall in. I would even say Free Fire falls into that. Okay. Because All it's right. a group of people that it's trapped. So then our last two genre ones um, could it could it be could we do a Clerks and then could we put up a one location one actor film that's what i'm kind of thinking a one location one actor it needs to be in there and then clerks i like i, I just think clerks is an interesting no, clerks take is, on it clerks is, is really good i would what i kind of want to do is move coherence up to two rope up to four clerks i mean rope up to three clerks at four and keep pontypool at five yeah i'd be uh, i'd almost put pontypool above clerks so I'd, almo- above clerks. I'd almost say Clerks, Pool, Rope, uh, what else do we have? And Coherence. Coherence. And then I'm going to put forward Buried. As number one? Um, I don't know if it's number one, but it's... I think of the single person, single box. I mean, it. you can't get much more single yeah. person, single location than that. Like, it never leaves... Ryan Reynolds. And he's really good in it. I ever. would say of those, I mean, the only one the only one other that I would say is like All is Lost, you know, with Robert Redford on the boat, but sure. neither of us have seen it. Yeah, I can't say. But it did I've get a lot of it. awards, accolades, and I'm sure it's great. Yeah. But, you know, and the only other one that I have seen that I would put up in contention to Buried is Locke. And I understand that, but I will say out of the two, because I've seen both as well, I enjoyed Buried. More. Buried is a lot more intense, I will say. Locke right. is a lot of family drama. It and is. a lot of, like, emotional trappedness. It is. But Okay, buried... I, I'm fine with Buried being the number one of those. I, I'm, I would have trouble putting Buried above, like, Rope or Pool, to be honest. I almost... All right, I'm going to restructure, and I know that this is... I'm, I'm probably going to get shit from listeners for this, because they're going to be like, you've never seen it. I feel like rope should maybe be two or one even. Then I feel like it should go because it's classic and you can't. I, I just trust yeah. that Hitchcock, you know, is one of the greatest directors of all time. So yeah, any Hitchcock in that in this genre is probably going to be ace. And I trust your opinion. I, I um, would agree that rope probably deserves to be number one. And then I would not. say maybe buried just because of how closely it hues to the concept of what we're talking of about single person single location and it has i mean talk about giving dialogue that claustrophobic driven, yeah. feeling yeah you know um 
then coherence. coherence at at three, Pontypool at four, and Clerks at five. Clerks at five. Yep. Yeah. I feel like that would be a solid list. I think that's and a solid. And I feel solid, like we got fair, some really good, good ones on there that people haven't seen. I like, know. Well, but then the thing is, I still even feel bad leaving off like Dinner with Andre or Free Fire or, or Green Room. Oh, I wanted Green Room to be on there. I just don't think it pushes any of these off. Right. And I think the this is a good list for people. I, I have a feeling listeners are going to go, I haven't seen like three out of four of the movies on this I, list. I would bet I would take a poll like if listeners have seen how many of these I would bet most people have seen one out of five I would agree with that and I think they and that's what makes me want them on the list even more is because yeah. I feel like they deserve that kind of viewing and recognition yeah and I like this list I think it, it's it's accurate like rope is single shot single room from one of the greatest directors in history Agreed. Yeah, that 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 makes number one. That fits. Buried, single person in a coffin, the entire time. What better exemplifies that, th- like this topic, than that? Awesome number two. Sure. Coherence. Nobody's seen it. Talk about trapped. <laughs> sure. Pontypool. Great take on a genre horror, and then Clerks, a classic, but it exemplifies everything we've talked about. I one hundred percent. I dig it. Agree. All right, so yeah, so that's the list, man. Awesome. This has been a great episode. Now, can we yeah. please? Can you please come get me out of this box, man? Oh, dude, of course. I I don't know if you heard, but the car shut off. I'm actually right here. I've got a shovel, and I was heard. kidding I didn't earlier. Hear anything. I'm 37 feet down. You're not. I I'm just kidding. You're only three feet down. It's no I mean, big deal. Dude, so just give me a second. Right. Hold on. It's this, just. Right? I mean, this just... is just. Yeah, no, 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 of course. All right, okay. But, hey, thanks for, People like, playing along. That was really cool. Put me in a box. <laughs> that, was, so, that was fucking awesome. Dude, the here. sand is real. Jesus, it, the sand is pouring in. You didn't fucking joke about that? Uh, No, that why wasn't. You, I'm why, just kidding. Why would you really I didn't, do the sand? I didn't. I didn't. I didn't do that. Yeah. I, well, there's sand pouring in. Um. Well, all, right, Jay, all right, you said you're here. Dig, 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 dig. Uh, hey, um, I... I did. I'm, I'm actually, st- I'm standing in a f- four foot deep hole. Did um, you forget where you buried me? Oh, sh- Q. I thought dude. it was right. It was right here, right? Like, I don't. It know was right it's here. Right, dude, dude, this isn't funny. There's sand in here. Jay, I'm. Jay, I'm. I'm sorry, Jay. I'm. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. We have reached the end of another High Five, the podcast episode. It's time to lock up the writer's room and rest comfortably, knowing we knocked out another great list of things you should be watching. If the guys didn't mention your favorites this week in their lists, you can harass them by emailing them at myfive at highfivethepodcast.com. That's M-Y-F-I-V-E at H-I-G-H-F-I-V-E-T-H-E-P-O-D-C-A-S-T dot com. Got that? Or connecting with them on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash high five the podcast on twitter at high the number five 
the podcast, Instagram at i5 the podcast, or on Letterboxd by searching high five colon the podcast. Don't forget to subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, or wherever else you listen to podcasts and drop the show a five-star rating to show us some love. What's the worst that could happen? (laughs) Moving the headstones but not moving the bodies? (laughs) Maybe. See you next week. And that's a wrap, everybody. Cut, Casper. That's a wrap. Cut, printed. What happens in the next reel? Cut. Okay, that's a print. Okay, cut. That's a wrap. That's a wrap, people. Now let's get the hell out of here.